This is Breakthrough Radio. We all want peace, love, happiness, comfort and stability. Recognition, validation, importance, significance, relevance and a whole host of other things, including lots of money. The thing is, how do we get all of these things to a measurable degree, both inside of us and outside of ourselves? In the coming episodes, I will answer this question and a whole host of other questions posted by our subscribers. And in my mind, they're all connected. What I'm going to cover now are the questions which have been asked by our international subscribers. And they've been asking the difficult questions of what is breakthrough? Uh, what is the Harlequin experience? <laughs> what will it do for me? Well, how about this one? Why should I even care? To answer these questions very simply is no easy feat because these processes or these programs, they attend to so many different things. So a simple answer will just have very little context and it won't do the processes any justice. For those who have gone through the experience, they will know what I'm talking about. Because they simply have the context. They have the experience. What do I mean by context? To illustrate my point, let me give you an example. Only a Navy SEAL or only Navy SEALs knows what it takes and what it's actually like to be a Navy SEAL. No amount of reading books or watching movies or anything like that about the topic can give you the experience of being a Navy SEAL. It's actually going through the process to become a Navy SEAL, which gives you the context of what it means to be a Navy SEAL. So when I tell you that the Harlequin experience will get your life together, I think it lacks context. If I told you that the Harlequin experience will give you tools to solve all your inner difficulties that you face in your head, this will also lack context. Without the context of the experience of this, this answer lacks gravity. Uh, it actually lacks any meaning. So to give you an answer which you can sink your teeth into, come with me on a short journey. Let's share some stories, and I'm going to start with Once Upon a Time. Once upon a time, there was a man named Bull and a lady named Lucy. Bull was a massive specimen of a man, you know, the size of a man that an actual bull would think twice to mess with. He stood outside in the courtyard, smiling and joking and talking to these strangers who would soon become his friends. Lucy, on the other hand, Lucy was way more guarded. Lucy sat on the side, just observing everyone, holding her bag in her lap and waiting for this damn course to start. She really didn't want to be here. As the doors opened and everyone was invited in to take their seat, Lucy walked into the room kind of like a scared cat. Her shoulders were slumped down, her eyes darted around the room, and she avoided any substantial eye contact. She found a seat at the back, flopped down in a chair, crossed her legs and folded her arms, and with her chin tucked into her collarbone, she looked up at me and almost glared at me. She had this look on her face which could be described as a combination of being a shocked deer in the headlights with this glare of challenge in her eye. Without saying a word, I could almost read her body language. It was almost as if she was saying to me, Okay, asshole, what are you going to do for me? Now, I've seen this look in this posture before, many times before, and I totally understand it. As humans, we are wired to look out for threats, and we love to stay in our comfort zones. No matter how badly we want our lives to change, we are suspicious of other people, we are suspicious of big promises, and we would rather stay where it is familiar to us than to venture out and venture down a new path. This is our comfort zone and our basic protection mechanism talking. It's a tight zone. It's a tight, cozy zone around us, which we unconsciously live in. It's kind of like a little egg around us. It's around our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, and even around our dreams. And because we don't want to get out of our comfort zones, 
And because we are wired to look out for threats, for Lucy, Lucy was uncomfortable. And I had become her new threat. Even though her look was challenging and defensive, for me, her look was inviting. Because I'd seen this look before. And because I look beyond the glare. I look beyond the posturing. Looking behind this glare, I could see a different Lucy. The other Lucy. The wonderful Lucy who's looking for love, affection and acceptance. It's the Lucy which had been lost years ago. That is lost behind the crying and the screaming and the desperation to be recognized. It's the Lucy who so desperately wanted to get out of this emotional pain, but whose voice had been silenced by many years of broken promises, abuse and many other significant failures. I could see that Lucy crying out to me. I could see that Lucy asking for help. It's that Lucy who had taken the leap and was reaching out for something new. The Lucy that had flopped down in the chair in front of me was the other Lucy. It's the Lucy trying to keep it together and keep them safe. The new Lucy which had become their fierce protector of their inner egg. The one trying to keep them safe. Bull was a different case. As Bull walked in, Bull postured up, you know, pushed his chest out, and while making side jokes and smiling, he swaggered over to his chair. He sat down right in front and with a broad smile looked up at me. He had this glint in his eye. He didn't know it at the time, but those eyes would later tear up as he shared his hurt, his loss, and his betrayal with me. His wife had cheated on him, and she was going to leave him, and she was also going to take his two-year-old daughter with her. At this point, he felt lost. He didn't know what else to do, and he was confused. He had done everything right. Well, everything that he thought was right. He had worked hard and provided for her. He was faithful, and he took her on all the holidays that they could afford. And now this? This was the thanks that he got? This frustrated him. He was angry. He thought that he had done everything right, and his wife had found someone else. And as if this didn't drive the knife deep enough, she was also going to take his daughter away from him. For him, these were most of the reasons for him to be a good man. And according to him, he had tried everything. Well, everything that he knew what to do. Everything that his friends and his family and all his social groups around him had told him what to do. And no matter what he did, nothing had worked. He had come to his end. It's so crazy. This giant of a man was crushed. And he was crushed without even receiving a single blow. All the battering and the beating was done on the inside. Both Bull and Lucy were in the same boat. They were both battered and bruised on the inside. They were both weathering a storm in their lives. They both felt that they had been smashed against the rocks and their boats were just caught in this perpetual current of being washed out to sea and then being hurtled towards a cliff face again and again where their boat would face just another inevitable crash. Yet all the while, on the outside, the weather was calm and it was deceivingly sunny. However, on the inside, the storm was still raging and the weather was decidedly a lot darker. This is what humans tend to do. We gloss over things. We cover up things. And we only show the highlight reel. We only show the highlight reel to the world. The thing is, that highlight reel, it's only a short clip. But our lives, our lives are for the rest of our lives. Inside of both of them, they were in turmoil. They were hurt and they were conflicted. After all, what else could they do? They were conflicted between living the life of their dreams or the life of pain that they were living in now. They both felt that they had done everything right. And look where it had gotten them. 
They were conflicted to whether chase the life that they really wanted to, or rather to succumb to the constant hammerings and failings of their life and live out their days like a broken horse that had been made to do tricks which it had no interest in, or to be a frightened dog cowering in the corner in hopes that they won't get beaten again. Unfortunately, this scene plays out way too many times than we'd like to admit to ourselves. And I see this often. I see this so often. They'd both stayed in their comfort zones until their comfort zones had become their uncomfort zones. They'd both locked themselves in their own invisible prisons, all the while having the keys that will get them out of their own prisons in their back pockets. For them, it had become way more comfortable to be uncomfortable than to rather do what's necessary to get themselves out of their own mental prisons. This is what it's like to be stuck in your comfort zone. Their comfort zones had become their shit zones. They had both built these walls around themselves to protect their inner fragile selves. They had become shells of their former selves, placing an ever-thickening shell around themselves to save themselves, to save themselves from the pain of just being who they are. The interesting thing is, we were all in the same room. I was the same person. And from the outside, this was all the same event. We were all just in a skill shop room, but with three different people, with three totally different reactions, based on three totally different approaches to life, or simply with three totally different life operating systems. For Lucy, I'd become a threat. For Bull, I became a solution. At this point, I could almost hear their inner voices screaming at me. You know, that scream of, I've done everything right, and look, look at the shit that I'm in. (sighs) And so many people experience this. This is the feeling of doing everything so-called right, and having it not really work out. And this messes with us as humans. It's only when you really reach the bottom, it's only when you're really scraping the bottom of the barrel, and when we reach these walls in our life, where we go and look for alternatives. For both Lucy and Bull, All the hours that they'd spent on the couch and sharing their feelings and even taking tablets and a lot of other substances which they took to numb the pain, nothing had worked for them. And I hear this a lot. Everything that they'd done up until this point had not worked. So the question is how? How? What else do we need to do to get out of this mess? Well, I really wish that I could cover the entire how in one simple podcast. Of course, the reality is we can't. That's the whole point of a workshop or a skill shop. It's to get the skills. It's to get the how. It's to actually experience the how. That's the how. As I spoke about this before, you can't get the full experience by reading a book or just listening to a podcast. I really wish that that was possible. I really do. And in future episodes, I will color the picture in. I'll give you plenty of hows. A lot of things that you can do on your own. However, when it comes down to actually making a change in your behavior... You need experience. It's kind of like watching a video of how to juggle or how to surf. No matter how many times you watch the video, you won't be able to surf or you won't be able to juggle. It's just that simple. You're going to have to practice. You're going to have to apply the stuff. You're going to have to take action and you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone. This is simply the unfortunate reality of how we learn. I'm just going to pause here. At this point, can you guess what they need? Can you guess what the issue is? If you had to guess, what would you guess their breakthrough would be? In fact, I suggest this. Pause this podcast and think about it. If you do this now, this will give you an insight into your own operating system of how you work and how you think and how you solve problems, how you solve challenges. 
how you would go about resolving these problems. Go ahead. Pause it. I'll still be here. I'll wait. Well, whether you pause this or not, we are back. To solve these simple problems, there are simple solutions. However, these solutions are way more complex than we'd think. For simple problems, there are simple solutions. For complex problems, there are complex solutions. Both Lucy and Bull did not simply arrive at this point in their life. There was a whole spiderweb of events, a spiderweb of decisions and actions which were taken to get them to where they are now. So first, before we solve this problem, let's take a look at how they got to this place in their life. For an accurate diagnosis, we need some background. And I'm not talking about the background that you expect. I'm not interested in the story. I'm not interested in the noise or the excuses of why they're in a state. I'm not interested in the story of what happened. We all have a story. I'm interested in the mechanism that got them into this hot mess in the first place. Let me tell you what I mean. Let's take a look at an example. If an engine breaks, I'm not interested in the story of what happened to the engine before it broke. I want to know what is broken inside of the engine. Fixing the story does not fix the engine. It's fixing what is broken that fixes the engine. Let me cover that one more time. Fixing the story does not fix the engine. Fixing what is broken fixes the engine. For Bull and Lucy and the rest of the population, in a way, this was not their fault. They had both grown up and were issued the standard culture ideas of how to run their life. I'm sure you know those standard culture ideas. You know, the ones of be a good person, go to school and get a good education. And if you get a good education, you will get a good job. And if you get a good job, you'll be happy. Sure. Now you tell me how that's working out for all of us. Where in all of that does it mention how to have a brilliant relationship? Well, this is how you have a brilliant relationship. Where in all of this does it mention this is what it means to be a woman, a wife, a lover, a mom, a friend? Where in all of this does it mention this is what it means to be a man, a husband, a lover, a father, and a friend? In this standard issue of being a good person, where does it show you directly how to be what they expect you to be? You tell me, where does a standard off-the-shelf education teach you about your inner world, teach you about your inner feelings, your inner dreams, your desires and your aspirations of who you want to be, or how about this, of who you really are? Where? Where does this support you to become whatever you really want to become? And I mean really. Personally, I've had many years of so-called education, including four years of tertiary education. And not once, not once in any of this was I shown any of what I've just spoken about now. Not once. All of this other stuff, especially from my experience, was simply expected of me. This is what is expected of us. We are just expected to get it. We are expected to just learn this stuff. We're expected to get it and get it right and don't fuck it up. We're in all of this, all this off-the-shelf education or the standard life operating system, where does it actually mention how to run your emotions? I mean, it tells you what to do. There's a lot of what to do, do this or do that, you know, or don't do this and don't do that. But where does it actually tell you how to? They say that you need to manage your emotions, but how? How do you manage your emotions? I'm not talking about those useless emotional intelligence courses or the, the, or the anger management seminars. Those things don't work. And they definitely do not work as advertised. Trust me, I've been there. I've been to many of those. 
This is why I can recognize a Lucy or a bull, because they've tried everything. They literally say to me, everything that they have done up until this point has not worked. I mean, the evidence is right in front of us. And they sit there and they ask me, how? How can I do this? And especially coming from this idea of what is right and wrong. You know, when someone says to me, I've done everything right and look at the shit that I'm in. I totally get it. I totally understand it. I was there too. I've been there. That's why for me, fixing the story does not fix the issue. It doesn't fix the problem. It doesn't fix anything. It's just the story. It's noise. We need to roll up our sleeves and get into the actual system. And as we dig into this, the spider web grows. First from an early age without our caregivers even realizing it, they misguide us. And I need to make that clear. They don't realize it. They are handing down an archaic operating system, built for yesterday, expected to solve the problems of tomorrow. If we are truly human beings, we should be smarter than this. Let me explain what I mean by an old idea. Thinking that an education is the key to happiness? Then the idea of just being a good person misleads us again. Because what does this really mean? What does be a good person mean? Does it mean that we need to say yes to everything and to everyone, no matter what? No, it doesn't mean that. But this is not how it's brought across. It's brought across in a completely different way. It's misguiding. We are told not to rock the boat, don't do this, don't do that, don't take the biggest piece of the cake. And why not? Do we not deserve it? Do we not deserve the biggest piece of the cake? We are treated like we are stupid or incompetent and weak, all the while we are expected to be strong and know everything up front, even without being shown. And if you want to succeed, we're expected to have an edge. We're expected to have an edge without the edge being sharpened or cultivated. And these are conflicting signals. We are all getting these signals. We're all getting these conflicting signals all the time. And this hurts us. This hurts us way more than it helps us. We rush headlong into relationships, seeking fulfillment and pleasure until we get wounded and hurt. And then what? What happens then? And when this happens, we shrink back. We shrink back into our comfort zones. We shrink back into the hope of protecting ourselves. And we shrink back into our fragile eggs in the hope that just like our hearts, they do not break again. And this is what the standard way of thinking and living has gotten us. It has gotten us to a place of playing safe. It has gotten us to a place of playing small. And it has given us a system of playing not to lose. This last part is important. Playing not to lose. Especially when playing not to lose ultimately results in you losing. And it's not only you that loses. We all lose. I lose, you lose, and they lose. Your partner loses out on you. You lose out on your partner. They lose out on being themselves. You lose out on being yourself. And potentially, you lose your relationship. And let's get back into that standard life operating system. Where in that standard life operating system does it cover this? Oh wait, I forgot. The standard issue of how to run your life doesn't need to cover this. Because this never happens, right? And the standard life operating system is flawless, right? Bullshit. This happens all the time. And the standard way of running your life is flawed. Just look at the evidence. Especially when we're experiencing emotional pain. Remember, it's not your fault. And it's not their fault either. Because they simply didn't know any better. However, that statement is actually a bit of bullshit. Because we do know better. We are human beings. 
we can see that this isn't working. Why are we trying to make something that doesn't work, work? Just on a side note, there's another thing inside a human. When we are doing something that works a little bit, our idea that makes it work better is we just got to do more of it. We've got to do it harder. As long as we, you know, if we work a little bit, we'll make some money. So if I work harder, I'll make more. And this is a perpetual cycle. So this statement is actually bullshit. And I'll cover why it is in other episodes. The thing is this. When someone is unknowingly playing with your life, this is not something to be played with. This is your life. This is your well-being. This is your happiness. And they are messing with it. Personally, I've sat on too many couches and hard wooden benches to know the difference. Even though when we were young, they said, yes, go out there and be whatever you want to be. As we grow up, this gets conditioned out of us. Without us knowing it, we have been conditioned. And we've been conditioned to play it small. We are conditioned to stay inside of our comfort zones. To stay inside of our fragile eggs, hoping that the shell in our hearts will not be broken. And at this point, think about it. I'm not sure who's listening to this now. But you tell me, have you never had your heart broken? Or have you never suffered a significant failure? Have you never wanted something and it just didn't happen? How did you feel when that happened? And were you prepared for it? Think about this. When an egg is broken into from the outside, whatever is inside dies. However, when an egg breaks out from the inside, there is life. This is breakthrough. This is what breakthrough is all about. It's about your life. It's about you being alive. It's about not just running around breathing. It's actually about being alive. And very simply, there are only a few aspects of what you need to get out of your own way for you to be yourself, for you to have your breakthrough, and for you to be yourself again. I know that this sounds crazy and all kinds of voodoo. Just trust me on this one. I know that what we've been speaking about are not the only issues or the only aspects that we need to work on. Believe me, I know. As I mentioned, I'm simplifying here. Your comfort zone is not the only thing to break through for you to be you. You need a healthy and a robust life operating system. An accurate one. An accurate map to follow. You know, something that will actually get you from where you are to where you want to be. Because without a durable, or let's call it a secure or certain way to run your life, a map, so to speak, to get you from where you are to where you want to be, the possibility of you getting lost or losing yourself along the way, the possibility is strong. The possibility is high. Just ask Lucy and Bull. I'm very sure that they could tell you their stories. So in a roundabout way, what is breakthrough? Breakthrough is a safe, confidential environment where you can heal your wounds. It's also a high-performance environment to take your life to a new level. Breakthrough is about practical tools that you can use straight away to get your life on track. No fluff and no couch required. And it's about you pushing beyond your glass ceiling. Going beyond your glass ceiling is a breakthrough. Getting over your regret, that's a breakthrough. Busting through your limiting beliefs, that's a breakthrough. Letting go of your guilt that's a breakthrough. Increasing your self-esteem, your self-respect, that's a breakthrough. And realizing your worth and how important you are, now that's a breakthrough. In a way, it's just a simple process of learning about the most interesting person on the planet. You. That's all it's about. We'll continue to explore this in further episodes. 
and the story of Lucien Bull will continue in those episodes. And then you can see if you managed to guess what their breakthrough was. Thank you so much for making Breakthrough Radio important. Because of you and your valued support, you have placed Breakthrough Radio in the top 100 podcasts in South Africa. Thank you so much. With your continued support, you could get this podcast into the top 100 international podcasts. That would be awesome. From the Be Limitless crew, thank you for being part of the Breakthrough Army. As we spread this message, perhaps we can change the attitudes which have been hurting us for so long. This is what Be Limitless is all about. It's about living in a world where we can all see each other as amazing human beings and create a world worth leaving to our children. Thank you so much. I love you all. And I'll meet you in the next episode.